Hello, my name's Gregory Wilker. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Live with Greg. Today is November 17th, 2019, and last night I learned that my podcast had way exceeded the resources I have to keep it alive as a video podcast. So I am actively working to move it to an audio podcast. The video is still available on my website, gregorywoker.com, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Live with Greg. Thanks for your support. We're here uh, with another episode of Live with Greg. I'm here with Michael, who I met a few years ago, but we don't really know each other. And uh, a common friend, practitioner, introduced us for this podcast. So, welcome to Live with Greg. Hi. Hello. All right. <laughs> dive right into where we just left off before the camera went on. Okay. Well, uh, so there's a lot of backstory, but we'll just skip all the story and, and, and jump in. Lately, I've been um, very impressed and influenced by Jed McKenna. And uh, the idea is <clears throat> I'm an Advaita uh, Vedanta I don't want to say believer because the belief is Advaita informs my life for many years now. Uh, Jed is an extreme, extreme Advaita uh, uh, example. Um, my my guru is Gangaji. You may know of you know, you, she's a used to be a Marin person and she's a worldwide teacher now and I found with her I found the piece I was missing that made everything fall together and I like and I'm influenced now by Jed uh, because he's bare bones and uh, not uh, he's not gentle so to kind of paraphrase him and the Advaita that I follow, there's only one thing we can know directly as truth, and that is I am. The I am experience doesn't come through any filters. All Everything we see, feel, touch, taste, comes in, gets handled by the brain-computer, and gets interpreted. The I am experience is a uniquely direct experience. It doesn't go through the brain. It's directly sensed. That I am... So Jed makes a distinction between reality and truth. Mostly, we say, well, that's real, so it's true. Mostly, we say that's real, 
But of course, we know from physics, it's mostly space. We know from physics, most of what we experience is space. So, so-called reality is an unreliable. We don't know it isn't there, but we don't know it is. We don't know reliably. Well, we know now from physics that, in fact, reliably, it's what what keeps me from passing through this is the electromagnetic opposition of things. Uh, but mostly, there's space. Consequently, I've gotten very comfortable through Jed with the notion that what I'm experiencing is unreal. It's a dream. All many wisdom teachers through for ages and ages, thousands of years, have said this is a dream. I came across those words in my early yoga days and would, you know, get, I don't know, varying degrees of peace with it. But I'm quite comfortable with it now. So, so you were talking about the pain of your own divorce, and you were talking about the loss of these rock stars, or, or anybody. But <clears throat> death, death is coming to us all, of course, The dying, the only thing you know for sure is your own experience. These dyers are a lesson, an event lesson. You can get caught in the pain of their loss and the suffering they went through, perhaps, leading up to their death, but that's like a movie. When you go to a movie and watch some grand drama that involves life and death, and you really get into it, and boy, was that a good movie. But you walk out and say, whoa, was that a good movie? Well, that's what I'm sure happens in life. That's what life is. We wake up at the end. Last breath, the veil is lifted, and oh, and it all is gone in a puff of smoke. It doesn't mean shit. It was big, dramatic waves, huge waves of emotion, huge involvement, huge, your heart got taken. Uh, but then the veil is lifted and, oh, it's no more meaningful than having read a novel or gone to a movie. <laughs> I'm trying to put into words for me it's a great meter of grounded reality when I bring a system of thought to a child yes I so see. if I say to my 11 year old daughter Hey, that guy who took himself in his life, and it's all right. Yeah, he was in a hell of a lot of pain, but it's all 
smoke isn't going to resonate with her because pain is really experienced. More importantly, I think for me, is how do I live a life and make choices that bring no pain to my daughter? Impossible. It's a great game. I don't... So, again, now that if we go real broad... Yeah. We are created beings. Yeah, yes. My faith is that the essence from which we are created is love. Yes. And a loving being would not create life that must suffer. It's only apparent suffering. All suffering is voluntary. Okay, so if it's voluntary, then we absolutely can live and make choices that bring no pain to another being. No, 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 no. There's each of... You're not in charge of whether they suffer or not. You can't control that. They more than likely will, because we all suffer till we learn the, 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 the jujitsu of, of it being voluntary. Okay, so a lot of uh, mental energy has been expanded this past couple weeks regarding racism because of what happened in Charlottesville yes. and was starting to rise up here in the Bay Area last weekend. Yes. And those are choices. Those are human choices that are made by people. In other words, if I'm going to put my faith and belief in white supremacy as a reality. I'm making that choice. That's a choice I'm making. Yeah, you'll find that a choice of suffering, but... Exactly. And others are suffering from that choice. I do have a responsibility in that. You can't... It's a trap to get involved in... the in, in others stories and dramas the first thing and ultimately the only thing is is me it sounds very narcissistic but <clears throat> I need to be attentive to my own um, uh, alienation and exclusion and perhaps racism but you know I, I can make as many mistakes trying to do good as I make trying to do intentionally as intentionally uh, I don't want to say doing bad because that that doesn't capture the word we've all seen the unintended consequences of of doing good and, uh, and, and the mess that it makes so so Zen talks a great deal and, and, and yoga uh, uh, Advaita and yoga philosophy as well the uh, culture out of, out of India has a lot about withdrawing from the world um, my daughter came fairly late I was pretty well schooled in yoga I thought I was doing a pretty conscious 
job of raising her, not so much with my son who was 10 years earlier. She has a lot of complaints. Her life has been, by her reckoning, difficult. I find her an unusually conscious youngster. I'm very proud of where she is. She's had, she's experienced a great deal of difficulty getting there. Um, I, I just think that it's rigged because of our a value about about suffering. I think actually, suffering is the way God teaches, because you know in the end it all goes up in a puff of smoke. So it's only it's only a belief system within here. When you leave here, it it's, it all that suffering was meaningless, like a movie, like watching a movie. Go ahead. I, I, there. <laughs> I cannot believe a loving being would create life based on suffering. It isn't. It only looks like it. But you just said God teaches through well, suffering. Well, through suffering, I have to use words. I have to. We're, we're communicating. I have to. So the, 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 the words come out of this domain of duality and 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 so they're limited the words are created by a mind which is in this domain the true real vital alive which is boom alive like the big bang it's just isness <clears throat> has no words it's before words words come from mind which is on this side of the veil. And so the appearance and the apparent reality of suffering is appearance and apparent reality. But that, so I say suffering is God's method, meaning on this side. It's to draw your attention, refine your behaviors, make you Contemplate and consider uh, um, behavior, and, and what does it get you? I want to. I, I want money. I want things. So I steal your stuff. Well, I'm going to go to jail because you know that's because we make laws. Because immediate gain <clears throat> is will yield loss. So. We, so there's a hedonism in what I'm saying, but it's a long-range, it's an intelligent, deep thought hedonism, which goes for pleasure or pain avoidance. So, so pain becomes God's red light. You know, you're going in the wrong direction. What is hedonism? Pleasure, being motivated by pleasure. To, by pleasure. Yes. The physical senses. Well, not not just. I mean, you, I I can really enjoy uh, inspiring. I, I, indeed, I do. That that motivates me now is to inspire people to lay out and in a uh, a plan, a, a picture of uh, of how to contemplate life. After all, uh, suddenly I tell you, suffering is voluntary, and and that I and people I know have 
eliminated suffering from their life. Jesus said, if you know how to suffer, you don't suffer. So there's a way of knowing that it's just appearance and you're free of it. And I feel free of it. Maybe I'm bullshitting, I don't know. But, uh, gee, I'm happy. I never thought I would be happy. And that was not something I was raised to even expect. People would say, are you happy? I don't know. What, what does it mean? When I got this final piece through my exposure to Gagaji, I all I could say was I'm happy, and I was happy. I was happy like that for like a year, a year, nine months to a year. My feet didn't seem to touch the ground. I thought it would be everlasting. Well, I knew it wouldn't be, but <laughs> <laughs> it was just amazing how long it lasted. People would see me think, "Whoa, what happened to you?" So now, now I'm back to having ups and downs, but inside of it, I know I'm happy. I'm down and happy. I'm up and what's up? Oh, I'm bored. I'm watching TV. I'm you know I don't feel good. Well, are you? But yeah, I thought you're happy. Well, I am happy, and I don't feel good. So, yeah. That just reminded me of the uh, German gentleman who was, I think, a chemist and then became a Buddhist monk, and he's been said to be the happiest person on. Uh-huh. Earth. I forget his name. Do you know him? No, I don't. But my very first guru, Swami Ramadha, this is like back in the 70s, said, I'm the happiest man on earth. And many in the spiritual domain would make the same report. And what he said is that, um, like what you're you talking don't mean about. Like totally, yeah, no, 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 okay. no. Okay. Um, but what you were just saying about I'm bored, I'm watching uh-huh. TV, I'm still happy, is he was saying there's an element one can find within themselves that's like the deep ocean. Yes. And even though there's a storm on Precisely. top, there's a calm. That's Precisely. Calm. Precisely. Yeah. And that's always there. And the path to that, taught by Ramana and my teacher, Bugangji, and lots of other, Akartola, is who am I? And the the I am experience directly takes you to it and it's happy or if not happy at least it's you know there's no words because again I was saying words are from this domain so words will inevitably um, miss the mark they're just a pointer Right, so in a way, you and I can sit here and just keep going, I am happy, I am bored, I am angry, I am, until we get down to just the I am. Yes, yes, I mean, you need a curiosity, who am I? And that drives, and then, and you come up, the answer to who am I is, I am. It's a verb. Buckminster Fuller had that great book title, I Seem to Be a Verb. And, and Alan Watts has the, the drive to distinguish experience at, from experiencer is a drive of language. But living has no difference. There's just experience. There's not experience er experience. 
is here. There's no subject and object. There's just being. So in this life, you're being a father to a son and a daughter. That's part of your being. Yes, yes. Those those are distinctions that that are observable. But while I'm doing it, it there's just a doing. It just flows. I can put it into the past, and there I see my son. And I can ratchet into the future and imagine my daughter's academic start. But that's all a, a game I'm playing for. Right here, right now, I'm actually not even a parent right here and now. My son is not, not only not in this space, he's not in, I don't share a lot of time and space with him. My daughter is away at Burning Man right now. So she's... This is what's happening now. Yes, and you are still a father to your son. You are still a father to your daughter. It's... It just is. It's a fact. It's an expansion of what is in this immediacy of sight. I am well I, I don't know I guess I guess I need to kind of explore that um, th that certainly is a more profound experience than my connection to all of life but I am ultimately you know we need to bring it into the now and the now is everything is connected the, uh, I often say the big bang is still happening it's just the big bang It's just going boom, 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 boom. And our brains are <clears throat> um, computers, uh, which, and, and our sense mechanisms are slow down lenses of that Big Bang experience to slow it down to. I don't know, I, I don't know why that happens, but it does. But what's ultimately happening is just, it's just ultimately now is the only time, and it's still banging, and that's all it will ever do. But in the now, yes, it's real that you have a daughter. That's a pattern I'm participating with. I could turn my head and participate in a different pattern. And that would be yours. In other words, I'm no more me than, than I'm you. Really. For me, it seems tempting to be irresponsible and justify it with a philosophy of nowness that in essence excludes physical realities and yes. agreements. Yes, yes, I, see, I absolutely see that. And what happens, 
So morality tends, the, the rules of morality tend to get real shady as you move into this space of freedom. But what else comes is the natural proclivity to right action. Yeah. <laughs> so whereas I was motivated selfishly when I was buying reality, now that I'm buying being, and it's all one, there's no such thing as my advantage or, or my disadvantage. <laughs> there just is. Do you find that you're receptive when your daughter communicates with you her grievances? Way more than I was in the past. Way more. I can become her. Right. And I have her pain. And therefore I know what it is. And, you know, not like a fool. Well, I, like a fool. I thought you outgrew that. Well, now I just dish her out some more pain by having that opinion. Uh, <laughs> All right, this is maybe a left turn, but I don't know that it is. We were both earlier, earlier yeah. talking about our experiences with uh, hallucinogenics. Right. And they're still prevalent in your life. Yes. Um, my experience was that it brought me to places that I didn't have the consciousness to live out continually in day-to-day life. And I thought that was a, for me, a danger slash drawback. Um, what do you mean by a consciousness that you couldn't live out? For example... You were having experiences that... Are you saying that you were having experiences that you didn't have without the psychedelics? Or that's not what you're saying? I'm saying I had experiences with the psychedelics that I could not recreate in my life. And so mentally, spiritually... I went to a place that potentially I may not have been able to find my way back from or find my place to again. Well, and so I'm inclined to say you were, uh, you know, that, that fear came up. Was that, were you afraid? Cautioned is the word that comes to mind. An example, again, we, I am aware of people who have gotten truly mentally ill from hallucinogenic yes, experiences yes, that yes. they were unable to come back from. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so I think caution is, is a, wise, <laughs> a, 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 a wise guide. Um, 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 I had... Oh, there's some. There's a new drug that's an opium-based. Uh, I, I don't know what it's called, but uh, it's a. It's still legal, I think. And uh, I had a friend who's, who's tried it. And she's oh, it's wonderful. And uh, she, she's and she called them. She said, "Gee, I'd like to do this every day. Is there any downside to doing it every day?" And they said, "Yes, there is." And she was asking me, well, "What do I think?" I said, "Be cautious. Be cautious." So. Now, I'm a radical in that I think an al- a really 
cured alcoholic can have a drink now and then. I'm a radical in that I think, yeah, you can day trip with heroin. Not that I ever have, but I've heard stories about people who are functioning functioning heroin addicts. Maybe they maybe they're lying. Some of them, no doubt, were. But I think it's. I think anything's possible. Uh, Ram Dass reports giving uh, uh, Neem Karoli several doses of acid, and he didn't had no. Oh, I see. Uh, so, so it depends your level of awareness, your uh, uh, probably uh, your vital energy, your 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 amount of energy, your uh, your own. Your own disease. We're, we, we're all wounded. Our parents, our culture has wounded us all without exception. We can heal, and part of the healing is not to indulge in the suffering, not to even really escape the suffering, but to understand the suffering is voluntary. That's part of the escape path plugging into the I am it's part of the escape path and then we're free actors I don't think I'm a hundred percent free it looks to me like Gangaji, Adyashanti, Eckhart Tolle um, Papaji uh, uh, Katie Byron Katie By- Byron Katie Byron Katie looks to me like they're more fr- they're freer than I, but I'm way past where I was, and I seems to be. Um, seems like I might be progressing, although that's a thing, uh, a measurement that comes out of this domain of duality, and we're ultimately in a domain, an undivided domain. Do you find that your decision-making process is coming more and more from an undivided domain? Yes, and it's much wiser than the decisions I used to make based on values that I had from this domain of duality. And I don't need to know them. I used to think, oh, uh, life is about accumulating this information and I need to store it and it needs to be retrievable and I need to keep it in order. Uh, and uh, especially now that I'm getting older and senior mind, let me tell you. But what I found is, no, it's got nothing to do with that organization and story of information. Indeed, the information is there. It's all stored already. All the information is all stored and I have access to it. And I can frequently not know what it is until I go to the shelf. Oh, life has brought this situation. I need to respond. I go in. I find the information I need and I act. Have you ever listened to Tony Robbins? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I know about Tony Robbins, yes. 
I, I, yeah. yeah. Did you see his documentary that's on Netflix? I am not your guru. Hmm. I don't remember if I have or not. Yeah, I don't. And is there something in particular? Um. I think he's all about systems, and you were talking about. Uh huh. And and what comes to mind for me is I think there's a very grounded physical positivity in his practices and the outcome of his actions. Well, certainly in the firewalking. Well, not just that. There's in the um, um, documentary, there's an instance with one of his um, workshops where there's a woman who is suicidal. Uh And you hear her story. She's got very good reason to be suicidal. Right. And there's a transformation in her life. This is what Gungaji does all the time. Same thing. I think it's either Byron Katie or Gungaji that I was just hearing about where someone came to her with a gun and was going to shoot her. Oh, I don't think that was Gungaji because I don't think I would have heard of, might have heard of it. Okay. Uh, So it might have been Byron Katie. But severe depression and and just years and years of of habitual suffering can be turned around it's it's unbelievable just oh i was the one doing that <laughs> so wouldn't it be fantastic if you were able to gift that to your children yes it would be and for that to occur, occur, occur <laughs> for yeah. that to occur, yeah. do you think that it has to happen within yourself first? Yes. Damn it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the best thing you can do for your child is discover who you are. Anything else is blind leading the blind. Yes. And of course, the world's been running that way, and right. it'll go on running that way forever. But but if you really, the the game is to get free, and now you're free, and 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 then you can, you know, what give away freedom? Well, the thing is, I frequently say, I frequently say, Buddha is walking around with a platter of life experiences. Every possible experience is on this platter, and we continually pick up the shit. Ah! <laughs> I'll take the shit, please. Thank you. That's so sad. <laughs> so, so I uh, get this freedom and say, "Hey, uh, I I got all I got this joy to share." But you know, you, you born again people knock on your door with the same information. Oh, have you heard the good news? Uh, and get lost. Well, they've had a good news experience. They're, they're really in some joy. I don't know if they're in the freedom I'm in. Some are, without a doubt. Right. Uh, it's a legitimate Jesus and Christianity, and born-againness is a le- legitimate path. There's a lot of phonies in it. Well, there's a lot of phonies in Advaita, too. Right. Uh, so, um, you can just... Your, your own self and now are the place that it happens. 
and you just keep coming back into that. Who am I? I am. And keep uh, suffering is voluntary. Uh, uh, this is a movie. I don't know. There's a various <clears throat> various uh, tools. I use. I, I'm currently using Enneagram. I'm finding uh, some some depth of analysis within the Enneagram school. Are you familiar with Enneagram? What is Enneagram? Enneagram is an ancient personality um, diagramming and descriptor. So it's all in on this side of the veil, but but it describes nine basic personality types or even one could say three and then the, the three get each each of the three gets in the three so that's nine but there's the heart body mind that's the three and there's tapes and so we can we we often catch ourselves almost we can almost see gee there's words coming out of my mouth that I I've said the words before and I don't really even mean them. It's not, it's not an appropriate thing for me to be saying right now. This isn't, somehow I've got the wrong tape on. What's up? <laughs> and so we get a vision of how we're puppets to this <clears throat> string of behavior, this behavior pattern. So Enneagram is, is about discovering your own, one of these nine, and it gets very complicated. The bricks, you know, can be divided, uh, multiplied again by three. You're up to eighty-one, and suddenly two hundred eighty. I mean, it, it gets kind of just like astrology has twelve, and suddenly you've got uh, passages. What do they call it? Anyway, transits, tra- uh, transits, and are you on the cusp or not? And uh, where? And uh, well, Saturn is more influential than Pluto, and uh, and you know, so 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 astrology can get very complicated uh, beyond its twelve. I find Enneagram a more fruitful uh, exploration of personality than I found astrology, and. Uh, And the business of busting yourself when you, you study and you read, oh, this type does this and this and that. Oh, yeah, that's me. Oh, I do that. And then when, when that comes up, you know, oh, that's my sixness, that's my threeness, whichever one you've found you are. Oh, yeah, threes do that. No wonder I do. Oh, fuck. And, 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 and it's not that you throw away this habitual response. The habit has served you. But it's not the only response. And in this particular case, it might be the wrong response. But your habit is, oh yeah, I'll take this quarter, I'll take this arrow, I'll take this, you always take this one. Well, maybe maybe on this particular, you're supposed to take that one. All right. All right. Hmm. Um, I believe, well, let me ask you this, is helping people Part of what you do for income? 
that can people come to you and um, well I, I would like to <laughs> um, I don't know how to monetize it so that you don't do that uh, well I offer and I'll accept <laughs> uh, 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 money but it, it, money is a real mess I mean uh, it, it really changes things so I don't charge for service I I uh, offer um, initiation into psychedelic I'd be happy to uh, get paid for that but I don't charge for it I uh, consult with people about their life and Advaita and uh, I've got one good friend who uh, takes me out to eat uh, on a weekly basis that's nice I don't, I don't think she's paying for it um, but we have a nice conversation I don't know if I, ha- if I didn't have I'm living on social security so I'm on a, on a restricted uh, uh, income if I had if I uh, had uh, lots of money uh, you know won the lottery um, then, uh, then maybe I wouldn't even accept uh, uh, money for it. Right. Uh, but there's there's a uh, there's a karma in in paying in acknowledging that oh I got something worthwhile I want to keep the yes. keep the uh, stasis the balance even. So oh that that was worthwhile here. Let me. Uh, so I, 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 I can I believe in karma sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, before we end, I have one more question. Okay. But before I ask that question, I'm wondering: does this feel like a place to conclude for you? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of think so. There are lots more conversations that could be had. Um, uh, you know, it's it's an infinite. Uh, Domain, uh, and and I frequently I, I, I think of tr- trying to do something maybe like this or 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 not, but not the filming part. But anyway, so I often think of having a few people around talking about death or money or love, uh, um, uh, or reincarnation. I think those are meaty subjects and. Uh, um, Jed, who I mentioned, Jed McKenna, says getting exposed to this information is so radical. It's so devastating that it takes a few years to integrate it all. So I think conversations about these subjects help one integrate. The idea that we're living in a dream can just stay an idea. And you walk off and forget about it like any other idea. And, and then three weeks from now, you're like, oh, hey, I, yeah, I, I was talking about, I heard this guy talk about uh, his, his idea was a dream. And, oh, yeah, well, my idea is this. And, uh, you know, it just stays an intellectual, meaningless, uh, whatever. Um, but to take it in as real, how to live in the world when the world isn't real and you had been equating reality with truth and suddenly that's not the measure anymore indeed nothing is true except I am that's the only thing I can know is true what's the definition of truth 
something that has no beginning and no end. Anything that begins and ends, untrue. Real truth is eternal. I am is eternal. All of this stuff, it's a movie. Imagine, imagine that you died, <laughs> that you died, and, and so the veil is lifted and you see, oh, I, I was just watching Greg's movie. What's more important to me is when I die, I hope the people that are in my life at that time experience what I experienced when my father died. When my father died, it was a beautiful, wonderful experience. For him? I don't know, for me. Okay. Why was it a beautiful experience for you? Now we go into the realm, like you were talking about yeah. before, where I, you know, here's my justifications, my reasoning for why it was a beautiful experience. I have two. One, that the last few years of his life were so clean in our relationship. And that doesn't mean fun and easy, mm -hmm. but clean. That when he passed away, there was nothing I had been wanting to hear and nothing that I hadn't said. Mm -hmm. And the second reason that I think it was so wonderful is just as when I experienced my children's birth, especially my first daughter, because it was such a profoundly new experience in this span of life. It's like the veil between life and death was at its thinnest. Uh-huh. And I think the same with my father being there for his last breath. Ah, uh, nice. It was an experience. It was nice. a profoundly peaceful, wonderful experience. Ah, uh, nice, nice. So you could experience then, as your father s stepped over, the difference is so subtle that there almost is no difference. Right. And that's the truth. Right. There is no death. We are eternal beings. And he and I made choices together that I think allowed that to Sure, be without a doubt. Without a doubt. Wonderful, wonderful, unusual experience. Here's to know. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to build that with my daughter. Sometimes I think I have it. Sometimes I think more is there than is than than I. Sometimes she'll report that uh, you know I've gone too far in thinking we're we're experiencing this experiencing this oneness. We're the same. She'll give. I'll get feedback. Not just her. I try to do it with other friends too. We're all one after all. And uh, but I'm a bull in a china shop with this we're all one <laughs> so, well it's all me what the hell <laughs> and hey fuck you don't do that to me oh well, whoops I guess how, how do I work this yeah. yeah 
Is there anything else you'd like to say? Or? Uh, no, I think I think that's maybe a good place to end. Okay, I have one more question. It's about right. What's your shirt say? It's a beautiful for you. <laughs>